Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Rand DeWitt. That guy right there, that's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Hello, Tom. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Wow, we didn't even practice that. That was good. <laughs> 32 countries, 394 cities. Really? We're closing in on 400 cities now. Yeah. That's so great. That's so great. I didn't, I didn't mean to hijack the opening, but yeah. Well, the opening's about you, so I guess, you know, let's, what, what, what can I say? But that is so great. 32 countries, almost 400 cities around the world that are uh, listening to the State of Energy, and we'd like to thank you very much for joining us in the State of Energy, and we bring you everything you've ever needed to know about the world's best fuel. It's called propane. It's clean. It's abundant. It's affordable. And it's American. It's for your home. It's for your business. It's for your farm. It's for fleets of school buses or any fleet vehicles and forklifts. We're going to discuss how propane can do that. And Tom, when people go to thestateofenergy.com, what are they going to find? They're going to find the original clean energy. They're going to they're going to find everything about our 109-year-old fuel that is propane, pro planet. It is the cleanest fuel known to man. And uh, we're, we're decarbonizing the world uh, with propane. So if you need to uh, jump on the wagon and, and clean up the environment, propane can do that. We're here to help. We got all of our past podcasts on the state of energy, all our past broadcasts. You got all these different links to the articles and incentives and job finders. Uh, propane-powered vehicles, everything you could possibly imagine, propane can do that. It's on our website. Check it out. It's stateofenergy.com, and it's a great uh, the propane locator tool, very easy to use. Just log on, type in your zip code, and everywhere you can find propane around you will pop up on your screen. Again, that is the stateofenergy.com. And Tom, we have a new sponsor. We do. LPG and NH3 Supply Company. LPG and NH3 Supply Inc. has been serving the propane industry since 1976. Their number one commitment is to your, you the customer, your 100% satisfaction. Uh, they strive to achieve this commitment by first stocking the highest quality propane parts and supplies the industry has to offer in their warehouse in Buffalo, Minnesota. And second, they believe in service to their customers and the industry before and beyond the sale. We'd like to thank LPG and NH3 Supply, Inc. You can find out more about them by going to lpgandnh3.com. So uh, let's get into this, Tom. Uh, we've got a great guest coming up here in just a moment. We're going to want to uh, promote him, uh, Adam Wilkham of Roush. He's coming up in just a moment. But first, we're going to get our first headline out there. Polluting company agrees to buy $2 million worth of cleaner buses for Utah schools. Uh, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency announced that it's reached a settlement with Stericycle for incinerating medical waste in North Salt Lake that violated pollution laws, which led to, of course, an outcry from residents. <laughs> uh, the settlement means Stericycle must pay $600,000 in a civil penalty and also conduct a supplemental environmental project that requires the company to spend at least $2 million to purchase low-emitting school buses for local schools. And uh, even Aaron Brockovich got involved in this. Remember Aaron? Uh, oh, yeah. Th this is kind of cool. It, this, I think this might be a new trend. If you, if you see you know, how this, uh, the, the backside of this uh, incentive program for these fines, if you looked at what happened to Volkswagen 
years ago where they, they got billions of dollars of fines and they had to give that money back to the state where they reinvested into clean school buses, clean vehicles, kind of like a, a diesel emissions reduction program. Yeah, Volkswagen got tarred and feathered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inside jokes, folks. This, 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 is, this is cool. I think this is a, a cool new trend that'll actually do more than just uh, um, getting penalties paid to the state where, you know, who knows what they do with it. They're going to go out and, and they have to buy some school buses and hopefully... Uh, we can get some uh, propane-powered school buses from these guys. So I don't know. We're gonna have to do some digging in on this and do a follow-up. Uh, Stericycle right there in North Salt Lake. We're gonna have to definitely do some research on this and see if we can get a hold of them. And uh, if they're listening to our show, because we know so many people do in Salt Lake City, uh, reach out to us. Let's. We, we want to help. We want to. We want to support this uh, and get get these school buses to the communities and and who better to help us do that than our than our guest from roush that makes these uh propane powered engines for these school buses yes we have a perfect guest for this week adam wilcom of the roush clean tech team you can learn more about roush by going to roush r-o-u-s-h cleantech.com and adam is the business development manager covering central western united states and canada he's focused on growing the alternative fuel school bus market and he's also got nearly 20 years in the public transportation industry. He's provided expert-level industry knowledge to some of the largest fleets in North America. He's also worked with Thomas Build Bus, Cummins Inc., and Lion Electric, providing Tier 1 sales and support to both dealers and end-users. Adam Wilkham, welcome to the State of Energy. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm, uh, this is uh, certainly an interesting, uh, interesting topic to me. Uh, Roush Clean Tech is certainly in lockstep with the propane industry, so um, it's uh, it's a great uh, great thing to be a part of this today with you guys. Well, thank you again. What do you think we can uh, we can do to get uh, Stericycle to uh, get some of these Roush powered school buses? Uh, what is that? A, a Bluebird bus? Is that what you would uh, suggest on this? Yeah. So Roush Clean Tech. I mean, we've been we've been uh, Roush has been doing business with Ford for uh, gosh almost forty five years now, but. Um, on the uh, on the propane fuel system side, where our biggest partner is Bluebird Bus, um, you know we've been with them for almost ten years now, and they have a dealership actually right in Salt Lake City. Um, Bryson Sales and Services is, is in Salt Lake. They're a great advocate of propane. I mean, Bluebird is when it comes to school buses. I mean, it's kind of a niche industry, right? But they're everywhere. Um, but half of what Bluebird built last year was alternative fuel um, and propane powered. So, they are definitely uh, the ones, the folks at Bryson there in Salt Lake are, are the ones to go after and capitalize on this opportunity. I think it would be great. I mean, you look at the money, um, it, you know, you could buy 15, 16 propane buses with that $2 million versus, you know, if you if you decide to go electric or something like that, it would only buy two or three. So um, certainly uh, most bang for the buck there. So wait a minute, you're you're saying that, that you we could get 12 buses, uh, propane powered buses in, in, instead of two electric buses out of this $2 million? Yeah. I mean, it's actually more than that. It, it probably would be, you know, close to 15 or 16 with, with that $2 million. I mean, that, that's the beauty about propane buses, right? They're, they're, a, they're only slightly higher than, than diesel or gasoline powered buses. And they reduce the emissions by 70% over diesel, 40% over gasoline. So it's really a huge jump. Wow. Wow. So uh, how many buses are already running on propane in, in Utah? And, and, uh, I'm sure you, you've been to Utah, right? I mean, you've been, you've been here. You, 
I think I uh, I saw that you were out snowboarding recently in Park City. Yeah, well, I was in Brighton. Uh, they had uh, I was out there about two weeks, two three weeks ago, and Brighton had the best snow from what I was told by an insider. So I headed up there. But yeah, I uh, I spent quite a bit of time in Salt Lake. I lived in Phoenix for a long time, so I uh, I spent I spent uh, a fair share of time up there. Beautiful place for sure. Nice. So do you, do you know how many buses are propane powered in Utah right now? Um, I don't know specifically about Utah. I know there, there are quite a few in Utah, but, um, across the United States, I mean, we're, we're North of 20,000 now. So, um, quite a few. And the reason why I brought up the ski resort area is because I know park city has experimented with electric buses and they've experimented with propane buses and from what i've been told is some of the electric buses by the time they even get the bus warmed up in the middle of the winter the battery's dead (laughs) yeah the the electric (laughs) electric buses certainly do have their challenges right now The, the technology is really in its infancy um and, uh, uh, yeah, they, they are really expensive, you know, 350 to $400,000 a piece. Um, and that is just for the bus. You're not including the charging infrastructure. So it, um, yeah, there, there are certainly, um, you know, if you want to get the most bang for your buck and have the most environmental impact, there certainly are better ways to do it than electric right now. Wow. So maybe we can, uh, there's so much to talk about on this. If I don't want, I don't mean to pivot too far off of this, but you know, the, the Salt Lake city Olympics um, planning committee is trying to get the Olympics for, I believe 2030, maybe 2034 as well. Um, They're trying to, to bid on that. And part of the, the process was to have some clean energy transportation. And I, I'm pretty sure that they're trying to go with electric shuttle buses for this and and again it's just it's not economically it doesn't make sense it's not it's it's not justice for the community and the people that the ratepayers to have to pay for this electric vehicle charging stations and the uh the expensive buses when we have propane powered buses that are just as clean if not cleaner, there's some there's some studies that say propane buses are actually cleaner than electric, depending on where your electricity is produced. So that, I I didn't want to go too far off on that on that tad on that tangent. But um, speaking of the electric vehicles, Rand, we we were talking about this uh, earlier. The the Utah State legislators have they passed a bill to raise the registration for ele- electric vehicles. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is ins- it, you know what, and it's it's not just a little bump. Um, registration fees in Utah for electric hybrid cars may soon skyrocket to highest in the nation. Owners of electric and hybrid vehicles may soon face up to a five-fold increase in Utah registration fees, making them the highest in America. Which critics say could hurt sales and harm efforts to reduce air pollution. It seems very one-sided. Let's, so let's let's just talk about this just for a second, and and I want to get uh, Adams Adams take on this as well. So right now, if you owned an electric vehicle, you would not pay the road tax. You wouldn't, and road tax is used for maintenance of the roads, right? So all these electric vehicles driving down the road are not paying for the road that they drive on, and that leaves the rest of us to pick up the tab. So finally, they're going to raise the rates to help pay for that. But that's still just the state 
tax on the road. There's still a federal road tax, and I don't see that any. I don't see the how Utah's going to collect that from from these people driving these electric vehicles around. Um, but the 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 propane powered vehicles, you still have to pay the road tax, uh, the state tax, the federal tax, and they're they're doing their economic justice to the rest of the community. Because realistically, if you look at the studies, only the wealthy or upper middle class own the electric vehicles. So it's putting that burden of road maintenance onto the lower uh, wage earners. So that's um, it, it's it's kind of ironic that there's no economic justice for these electric vehicles. Yeah, that um, that certainly is a and it's an interesting discussion right now. that's being had, um, you know, all over the country. I, I've been in transportation, my, you know, my entire career, a little over twenty years now, and it's it's always frustrated me that you know the going green or being environmentally friendly has gained traction, but it's it's been a buzzword for a long time now, and it's always been, uh, you know, you had to sacrifice uh, something to do it, you know, and and that's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I think um, we're continuing that with a lot of the EVs stuff now. Um, and this is a perfect example with these registration fees, right? So I think, uh, I, I think a, a common sense approach is, is the best approach in a lot of cases. And, and, uh, yeah, propane is a, is such a good fit for a, a lot of cases. And, and the EV stuff is kind of being shoehorned in, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, it does have its benefits in some cases, but it's being, it's kind of a, a square peg in a round hole in some of these instances. Yeah, the bill would actually raise the fees for electric vehicles such as Tesla, Kia Soul, or Nissan Leaf from $120 to $300. And registration fees for plug-in hybrids such as the Volt uh, would go from $52 to $260. And hybrids like the Prius would go from $20 to $50. So... Uh, the price, <laughs> the price is going up. It's going up, but it doesn't. If you look at the numbers, I mean, you still have to. Everybody pays registration fees anyway. But if you if you drive the miles, you're paying way more than that in in road tax. When you you know every time you go to the pump, there's like almost fifty cents a gallon of tax to to help pay for the road. I mean, it, it's a it's it's there for a reason. So. The, the the whole problem that I have is we definitely need a, a big mixture of clean energy to, to do some real environmental justice, but there has to be uh, it can't be, yeah, there has to be balance on, on these tax incentives and, and all these different incentives for the electric versus these other fuels, because it, it seems to me that the legislature, the legislators are picking a winner, uh, and then forcing that burden onto the rest of us. So hopefully this doesn't, um, you know, make people not want to buy an electric vehicle because I, I think there, there is some, some good out of that, but, uh, it'll definitely help the rest of us pay for the road a little bit. Hopefully they, they keep going and make it the full, cause it does say in this, that it's still going to be a, a, about 20% less than the than the regular drivers of a gasoline and diesel powered vehicle. So, uh, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully they keep moving in the right direction. Uh, another one that I found interesting and, and, uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but I want to, to tell you the Wyoming legislators have just changed the, the solar, uh, if you if you create solar power at your house, they're no longer going to give you. They're no, no longer going to buy that back. So that's an, another. Wow. Yeah. So so it's it's like okay, we started out 
forcing all this solar and wind and electric on everybody. And then all of a sudden it's starting to come, you know, it's starting to become popular and then it's not really economically feasible. So we can't continue to buy back solar power when it, it doesn't go any, it doesn't, the, the grid is not being used in the middle of the day. It's being used at night when there's no, when there is no sun out, right? You got to turn the lights on. So that's, <laughs> that's, uh, an interesting thing that's going around the country is is the wind and solar uh, is is actually starting to turn out to not be as great as it uh, started out to be. You're listening to The State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt. That's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Our guest this week is Adam Wilkham of the Roush Clean Tech team. Uh, you can find out more about Adam and Roush by going to Roush cleantech.com that's roushcleantech.com cummins inc and uh they've got a new uh, propane engine pro- uh, project that's coming out um and i'm sure you're familiar with it uh, the propane education and research council our friend over at uh, perk approved a 12 million dollar funding request aimed to commercialize a cummins 6.7 liter propane engine in 2024 i think it'll help everybody uh, with this new big engine, with the with this big power, it, it, I think it'll actually, uh, you'll see a lot more uh, auto gas being used. But uh, the reason why we brought this up first is because you guys also have a new partnership with Ford with the with the Godzilla engine. This thing is massive. <laughs> what do you tell us about this Godzilla story, Rand? What's okay? Well, Ford. Okay, now here's the, here's the headline. They're sticking Fords. 7.3 liter Godzilla V8 into Bluebird school buses, and your kids are going to love it. <laughs> That's the headline. Did you write that, um, Adam? Is that your headline? I take zero credit for that. <laughs> this is so great. They announced it. It's 2022 uh, model year. Uh, Vision and Micro Bird buses will be available with Blue, uh, Blue Oval's latest pushrod gas engine and it'll also be capable of running on propane and actually roush is one of the uh, few companies certified by ford as a qualified vehicle vehicle modifier yeah so we are uh we are actually the only uh we're the only outfit that or partner of ford that they allow to carry a factory warranty on their products with a propane fuel system installed so um it it really does set us apart for everybody else in the industry um and and how cool is this new 7.3 liter um, gas engine from ford i mean it is uh it's like muscle car technology, but in a current version, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be exciting. You know, I've seen some videos online of these things producing, you know, eight, 900 horsepower, uh, right out of the box almost. So for us to have access to this thing and for us to be, you know, in lockstep with Ford and development of this engine and, and to be able to put a propane fuel system on here and, 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 you know, deliver that, uh, environmental benefit and the cost savings benefit in such a powerhouse package, it is just so special and it's something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, we launched this thing last year in, in some of our commercial truck applications and then we're getting ready to take this, take the kids to school here this spring uh, with these Godzilla engines. So um, definitely something we're, we're super stoked about. Yeah. Anything called Godzilla, the point is made. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a giant engine that's going to be super clean, right? Is is this, does this, um, is this the engine that meets the, the carb, uh, the new, the latest carb certificate? 
It is. Yeah. So that is, that is the beauty of this engine. It's, it's an old school uh, push rod design, but it is, it, it is environmentally friendly. It's actually cleaner than the engine that it was replacing, which is Ford 6.8 liter V10. Uh, Ford built millions of those engines. They were loved by all fleet users pretty much universally. Um, but there was some new emissions requirements that were coming into play and that engine needed to be phased out. So that's why this 7.3 liter was brought to market. Um, you know, this thing, but it, it checks all the boxes. And that's what I really love about it is it's not only cleaner than the previous engine that it's replacing, it also produces more power. And uh, we, we're going to get some uh, better fuel economy out of it as well. So you know, you have to sacrifice nothing. And I, I absolutely love that. You know, usually when you think of something that's cleaner, more environmentally friendly, something has to be sacrificed, whether it's range, um, you know, fueling price of the vehicle, but this thing really is the the complete package. It's, it's, it's going to be a blockbuster. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of the discovery channels, diesel brothers on what they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, um, what really is special about this engine is it actually improves on the, uh, on, on the CO2 number, which, um, you know, that's, that's the, uh, that's the emissions category that really affects climate change. And, and a lot of, uh, you know, including the U S government is going to become more and more focused on that category of emissions. And, uh, we were right at the limit for that on our previous engine, the, the V10, but now with this new, uh, now with this new 7.3 liter engine, we're going to be about 10% better. So it really is, a um, you know, really catapults us into the future as far as emissions levels go. What, what can we find this in? What, what other vehicles will you be able to buy this propane powered Godzilla engine in? Well, uh, almost all of Ford's uh, commercial lineup. So F450 through 750, all the way up to 33,000 pound GVW, you can get this engine uh, in a propane application. Um, shuttle buses. So you're talking the E450, the cutaways, like the airport shuttles, the the paratransit buses that you see running around like a dial ride service. And uh, of course, the, uh, of course, the school bus application, which is, you know, the powerhouse, there's, you know, on a good year, you know, three to 4,000 of these, uh, of these engines going into school buses. So it's, uh, you know, every, everybody that's a fleet user, um, you know, can, can take advantage of this engine. So whether you're running F450 service body pickup trucks, uh, or flatbeds all the way up to, you know, uh, uh, a shuttle bus or a, a school bus. So it's really got a wide range of applications. Adam Wilkham of the Roush Clean Tech Team. He's the business development manager over at Roush. Find out more about what Roush is doing and can do for you and do for the world by going to RoushCleanTech.com. Adam, thank you so much for joining us on the State of Energy, and we hope you come back very soon. You're welcome. It's been great, guys. Thanks for having me. And we are always online at thestateofenergy.com. And Tom, we have a new sponsor. We do. LPG and NH3 Supply Company. LPG and NH3 Supply Inc. has been serving the propane industry since 1976. Their number one commitment is to your, you the customer, your 100% satisfaction. Uh, They strive to achieve this commitment by first stocking the highest quality propane parts and supplies the industry has to offer in their warehouse in Buffalo, Minnesota. And second, they believe in service to their customers and the industry before and beyond the sale. We'd like to thank LPG and NH3 Supply, Inc. You can find out more about them by going to lpgandnh3.com. 